Hey, you guys. What's up, you guys? Um, welcome to The Camera Ads 10 Pounds. That's right. Um, I'm your host, Peter Sears. What's up? Um, do me a favor, you guys. Just do me a favor. I know, you know what I'm going to say, but I'm going to say it anyway because some of you guys don't do it. You guys like the free content, but you can't just fucking do me a favor. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, leave me a review. Rate the podcast. Uh, you can share it. You can subscribe. All those things help me in the algorithm. And I'm still trying to grow this fucking podcast, man. Even though we've been doing this for, I think, three years now almost. Uh, it's still got to grow. So do those things for me. And this podcast is brought to you, as always, by my good friends at Performa.com. That's right, Performa.com. They are my favorite fitness uh, accessory brand. I have so many of their things, and honestly, I feel like I need more of the things. So um, they have sh shaker cups, like you guys, I probably know a million times. If you see me at the gym, there's no chance that you will see me at the gym, and I don't have a performer shaker cup. They have MLB teams. They have superheroes. DC. Uh, they've got some horror ones too, like like Friday the 13th and The Exorcist, which Halloween is coming around. So if you guys got Halloween people, Game of Thrones, Power Rangers, there's so many. Check out the, the, the website. They also have meal prep bags, meal prep containers, workout towels. They have the best workout towels, by the way. Wrist straps, wrist straps, um, just anything you can think of for your fitness enthusiast in your life like me, um, go to Performa.com, enter the promo code 10pounds. That's the word 10, the word pounds. You will save... 15% off of your order and as always this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at bucked up supplements that's right you guys you guys know me you've been listening to this you've been listening to the show for three years or more um, and you know that I'm 43 I'm not getting any younger I would like to you know if anyone has any other secrets but um, one of the things that helps me is my supplementation obviously you know sleep and proper nutrition go a long way too, but I, I, do, I do say that the supplements that I take do play a great, uh, a great deal um, into why I'm able to just stay motivated and stay consistent. They help, man. You know, they help me with recovery. You know, like, I mean, I'm not going to tell you. Anyway, let me finish the ad, and then I'll talk about that, but... Um, I take all their stuff, dude, I, and I wouldn't get behind them if it wasn't a brand that I believed in. Nobody that I ever will partner with um, on this show or any, even on my social media. Like, if, if I'm partnering with a brand, it's because I believe in it. And uh, Bucked Up is definitely a brand that I believe in. So do me a favor. Or do yourselves a favor. If you want to get in shape, um, go to buckedup.com. Enter the promo code 10. That's the number 10 and the word pounds. And you'll save 20% off your order. And you can even, uh, you know, order a sample pack. And you don't, you know, whatever. Anyway, um, what I was saying is this, like, yeah, dude, like, at 43 years old now, you know, I'm no spring chicken. I've decided I don't know if I'm middle-aged yet. I don't know because I feel like I should live to about somewhere between 95 and 100. So to me, that means I'm not quite middle-aged yet. I'm almost, but not quite. You know, still have a few more years. But that being said, um, it's just, you know, I understand to an extent why some guys, you know, especially like baseball players and stuff, you get tempted to use steroids because, you know, the grinds of playing baseball over a 162-game season, the traveling and just all that stuff, like, I get it, dude. Like, and especially as you get older, that's there's, there's a reason that not a lot of guys, you know, playing the big leagues, you know, 
past their forties. Like there's you know you got your your Adam Wainwrights and your and your Albert Pujols and Rich Hills and I'm trying to think of who else is hitting that 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 ripe age of forty that's in the major league still. I don't know how many more there. I'm trying to I'm trying to think like let's see if I can Google it. Jamie, look that up. Jamie, look that up. Uh, current MLB players. Players over 40. Let's see. Um, well, there you go. Oh, Nelson Cruz, I forgot about. Um, Yadier Molina. Yeah, he's 40, man. Good for you, Yadi. Good fucking job for you. Um, who else? So, Pujols, like I said. Uh, Rich Hill, I said that. Nelson Cruz. Oliver Perez, I don't know, is he still on the D-backs? I don't know. Um, Wainwright, like I said, Yachty. Robinson Cano, technically. Uh, oh, no, he's actually not quite 40 yet. Darren O'Day also. Verlander's 39. Yeah, so not a lot. I had almost all of them right. Um, like I said, just, you know, I play baseball on Sundays, so it's not like... You know, that's it. But even still, like, I'm fucking sore for, like, a day or two, even though, you know, part of it is also probably because I usually run or something after the game. But the point being, it's not easy to stay on the field, man. You know, back in the day, all these guys used to talk about how they were using steroids to help them recover. And you're like, yeah, you're fucking lying. But now that I got older, I'm like, yeah, maybe that was – maybe part of that is true. But it, the point is um, – you know, your energy level goes down. Our, our, it's a scientifically proven fact. As we get older, our testosterone levels go down, you know. Um, that's why lifting weights is very important because that it helps with your testosterone. And that's why I take a testosterone, a natural testosterone booster because I also notice that, you know, between my recovery and sometimes just my energy levels and stuff like that, like they're... They, they fluctuate a little bit, and so I try to just do as much as I can to stay active. You know, I, I don't have kids yet, and, you know, I don't know if I'll have kids. I think I will, but, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't want to have kids until I, um, I can fucking afford kids. <laughs> I don't I don't know what is so hard about that for people to understand. Like, yeah, like, could I do it? Yeah, dude, for sure I could. Would I be a good dad? I don't know. That remains to be seen, but like the point is, is I don't want to. Uh, I'm not ready to give up on my dream yet, you guys. And I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm living my dream, but I'm not quite at my dream yet where I want to be. So that's why I haven't. Uh, I don't want to have kids yet. You know that. Nothing wrong with having kids. I just I want to make sure that I'm where I need to be before I do it. That's all. Uh, but that being said, when I do have kids. You know, I want to make sure I'm still, you know, kind of fit and active. Not kind of. I still want to be fucking jacked, dude. But, like, and active just to be able to keep up with them, you know? And, uh, you know, that might be in, you know, three years. It might be in five years. I don't know, man. You know, if if more people shared the podcast and my videos went viral, then I could probably have them sooner because then I could afford it. And I'd be selling out shows, which leads me to... Uh, the next point that I'm going to make. So I have a guest this week. You're welcome, you guys. You don't have to listen to me the whole time. Um, as a matter of fact, I was very excited to have this uh, gentleman on as uh, so. So fun fact. So um, 
I'll just talk about this really quick and then we'll I'll introduce the guest and that'll be that. Um, you know, I'm at the point now where I, you know, I talked about it last week, but artistically, like I'm just in a great place. Like I, I, I write all the time and, you know, I, I just write because it's an exercise, just like I work out. Like it's not like, like when I go to the gym, it's not like I'm trying to get bigger or lose weight. Like some of it is just like, I just want to continue to look good. Now, depending on what I'm training for, like right now, I um, I have a very specific goal with how I look and that's why I go to the gym and that's what my workouts are geared towards. But, you know, in, in a few weeks uh, or a month or so, a couple months, I'm going to switch gears, you know, for, for the longest time, you know, for the last, you know, before I ran that last marathon, you know, in June, you know, I was, tra- I was marathon training for, you know, like a year plus and I ran two marathons and, you know, truth be told I might run another one because I, I did like I ran like shit in the last one but um, the point is is just you know I work out for me and the same for the same reason that that I write like the writing is just like like yeah like I'm trying to get better I'm trying to find new ideas and the new ideas sometimes they come to you in real life like sometimes something happens and then I figure out how I can talk about it on stage but sometimes I'm just thinking and I try to think of things and I just write and it's just like for me the process of just putting it down to paper to me it's, it's a, there's a book that I read um, and I've read it a couple of times but it's by Stephen Pressfield and it's called the, the War of Art not to be confused with The Art of War by Sao, Sun Sao or whatever the whatever that guy's name is Shaus I, I don't I'm Lao Tzu I, I don't remember what the guy's fucking name is dude and I'm sorry okay I've read both of them but The War of Art is a book like I said by Stephen Pressfield who actually will respond to me on Instagram sometimes it'd be in- interesting to have him on the podcast but he might be too big for me but anyway um, it talks about just like by putting the work in that's the re- the reward comes because if you're not you know forcing yourself to write and whatever like then those creative juices never flow you know i know a lot of guys as a comedian you know i'm on the road quite a bit i work with some of these headliners and you can tell they haven't written a new joke in you know five six fifteen twenty years you know you know i talked i don't know if i talked about it on the podcast um but there's a gentleman i worked with uh, uh I don't remember when I was in, I don't remember when I was in Tucson. I feel like it was like April or something. Maybe it was March. I don't remember. Maybe it was May. I I honestly don't remember. I'd have to look at my calendar. But um, I worked with a gentleman and hopefully he's not listening to the podcast. I doubt it. But he was telling jokes about uh, like making fun of like celebrities. He was making fun of Rosie O'Donnell. And I'm just like, dude, when did you write this fucking joke, dude? Like, what, dude? Like, at least update that shit. You know what I mean? And so there's a lot of... But there's a lot of guys that do that. And, and and there's a number of reasons. You know, some guys get so addicted to, you know, quote-unquote killing. Although this guy was definitely not doing that. But, you know, they, they don't want to try that new stuff because they just want to do the stuff that works. And there will be times when I do, you know an old bit just because like you know if i'm performing at a place where I, I, no one ever wants to see me 
I'm per- I'm I'm going to talk about my dad a little bit, and that although like the bit about my dad has changed, and I don't do as much of the jokes that I used to about him. Like I still want people to know about my dad and where I came from, because I feels like I feel like it tells my story. You know, like not a lot of people can say that they had a dad that you know went to prison for selling marijuana, and then later on started selling meth and became addicted to meth, and you know how I have overcome those obstacles and how my dad used to talk shit to me. Like, I want people to know those things and know where I came came from. Um, I want people to know that, you know, my girl's from Oklahoma and she grew up in a small town and I go there a lot. And, like, you know, there's certain things that I want people to know about me because I feel like it lets them get to know me personally for the same reason that, like, on every album that I've recorded in my special... I don't know if I did it on my special, but, you know, I always try to throw in something about Justin Timberlake and NSYNC and the Dodgers. Um, I don't remember if I had a bit about the Dodgers on my last, on my special. But anyway, I did talk about baseball, but, you know, I always want people to get to know me personally. But that being said, he says, like, I write every day and I, I do these things. And like I said, I'm very confident in where I am artistically. And I know that if I go on stage, you know, if I want to crush, I will crush. And then if I want to work on some stuff, like I know how to do it, when to do it, you know, when to throw it in so that I can still, if if I'm trying something out, you know, if it doesn't work, it's not going to ruin my whole set because I, I know where I can put it in and where I can, you know what I mean? And it's a great place to be in. And I'll put my, you know, I, I've said it on this podcast, but I'll put my stuff against anybody's material, you know, like I'm not saying I'm Dave Chappelle, but like I know that I know I can hold my own. Like if I'm on a lineup you know, at the comedy store, the Laugh Factory, or wherever, like, I know I can go up against them, but I'm not famous, so when I'm trying to get work at comedy clubs, you know, across the country, they see an email from a name that they don't recognize, and I don't have any huge, like, yeah, like, I've done some TV shows and whatever, but, like, nothing is gonna, nothing about me other than performing in, like, my hometown, or performing, you know, somewhere in Oklahoma, you know, by where I used to live when I when I was staying there for that time, or you know what I mean. Like, there's only a couple places where I can draw on my name, and the rest of it I just have to work. And you know, I've talked about it on here. So I'm at the point where like I need something to uh, to kind of put my name out there, and people will be like, "Oh, that's the guy from this." And so um, I don't want to talk about it, but um, I'll talk about it because it may not happen anyway. So um, Ashton. Uh, Someone reached out to Ashton because Ashton, that's that's my girlfriend for those of you guys that don't know, she's kind of a TikTok famous. <laughs> she's she's really uh, gaining popularity on, she's got like, I don't know, like 20 something thousand followers and whatever, like she's, she's got like billion, she's got like videos with like millions of views and stuff. And so anyway, someone reached out to her about doing the Amazing Race or at least auditioning for the Amazing Race. And I, I've never seen it. But I do know that, like, people that go on there, you know, can leverage that into other things. It's just like, you know, people that were on The Real World or people that are on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Like, you know, you can get a big following from being on one of those shows. And even it's not, even though it's not, like, my ideal what I want to be known for, I want to sell tickets, dude. Like, I want to get to the point where, like I said, my name is selling tickets because then I can leverage that into getting more work. Cause right now, you know, I'm not going to sell tickets 
So a comedy club doesn't necessarily need me. I need them. And so that's part of the struggle. I mean, a lot of people, you know, in, in my situation, you know, are kind of in a similar boat. Like we have the material and we can make people laugh and be great. But if there's nobody in the audience, you know, who knows, you know. So anyway, you know, she asked me if I wanted to do it. I didn't really want to do it. But at the same time, I want to sell tickets. So I'm like, fine. So we're auditioning. And we, we went through a couple inter, uh, interview and, you know, so maybe I'll be on. Maybe we'll be on there. Maybe we won't. Who knows? But at the same token, um, I uh, over the last, you know, I know they've been around for a little bit over the last like uh, few, you know, couple years at least. Um, I've been uh, getting a lot of people sending me, you know, videos and obviously stuff pops up on my social media feed because of what I look, but uh, I've become very, uh, very, I don't want to use the word obsessed, but definitely I've, I've become a big fan of the Savannah Bananas and what they do. <laughs> and just like anyone that knows me personally, um, or even if you don't know me personally, but any, but the reason I say people that know me personally is known that, you know, I played baseball my whole life. I still play baseball. I just, you know, as I record this, um, just played a game today. And, you know, I've always been, you know, a little on the flashy side, even as an adult, like, you know, whether it be, you know, having really cool cleats or cool, you know, batting gloves or, you know, wearing wristbands or whatever, you know, I always kind of like wanted to like be flashy and look good. And, you know, if you played with me or against me, you know, like that even in Little League, like I would, you know, catch the ball, like kind of do like snatch catches like Ricky Henderson and, you know, or do like an Andrew Jones, like nonchalantly walk to a fly ball and catch it just like it was like you know like you're boring me kind of thing and doing like pop-up slides and hook slides and like all that stuff so when i see the savannah bananas and then how also you know i can't tell you how many times a random person has uh you know on social media has sent me a reel of like you know one of the guys doing you know dances or whatever um and uh it it looks really fun and you know i thought about it and i'm like man like that's like something I could do, you know. I mean, I, I, I know they have a lot of really good ball players, but like also they got to be able to dance and they got to be performers. And I've been a performer my entire life, so I become kind of fascinated with this whole thing. And I'm like, I'm gonna fucking try out for the Savannah Bananas. Like, how cool would it be for for me? to do that you don't think that's gonna bring a bigger and 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 not just because i want to bring it name i just think it'll be fun and an amazing experience like the guys that are playing they look like rock stars and they look like they're having the time of their lives and the fans are having the time of their life and it's in the summertime you know and you know as you know you know my girlfriend farms all summer anyways so it's like summertime is her time to farm and you know that's why i was doing this baseball tour because you know she's going to be working most of the time anyway you know, so I'm just looking at this like, dude, this would be a really cool opportunity. Even if I don't make it, like, you know, I'm still, I still play. Like, I still, you know, especially like, you know, once we started playing this year, like, you know, I take, I, I take batting practice, you know, three or four times a week, sometimes five times a week. I'm still working out like, I, like crazy, like I'm trying to play baseball, like, and so why not try out and just see what happens? Like, and, and if I do, then I, I'm sure I can bring something to the team 
as far as like you know being able to dance and being a stand-up comedian i doubt they've ever had one of those before and then they can bring you know stuff to me like you know i could build a bigger audience and whatnot so i'm really excited and i'm really intrigued and so i reached out to the team and uh i was i was kind enough uh they were kind enough uh Zach Frangelo is the director of entertainment for the Savannah Bananas, so he was kind enough to join me on the podcast, and uh, you're going to hear my interview with him right now. Um, I will not be back at the end, but I, I think I promoted, uh, I don't, we did this interview last week, and I don't remember what I said at the end of the interview, but um, if you are listening to this and you happen to be anywhere near these two places, Wednesday night, uh, August 31st, we are starting um, a new a monthly comedy show out here in Apple or out in the Apple Valley in the high desert. Um, it's going to be at the Dream Lounge, 8 o'clock. It's going to be a monthly show, but the first one is this Wednesday. So if you're near Apple Valley, come out this Wednesday, August 31st. Um, and then Thursday, I will be headlining. This is a last-minute gig, so I don't think I talked about it on uh, the show. But um, I'm headlining... Uh, the Ontario Improv on Thursday, this Thursday, September 1st at 8 o'clock. And I have uh, my brother doing the show with me. You know, he hasn't uh, been at the, on that stage in a long time because of COVID and whatnot. So he's really excited. Um, and I got two really funny girls coming with me. My, my good buddy, Juliana Stefano, who's been on the podcast a couple times. Um, she's in she's in like all these Hallmark movies and Lifetime movies. And she's, I, I, I mean... When when I first had her on, I told her she's gonna she's gonna blow up and she's you know starting to blow up, and then uh, Jessica Rosas, who is a uh, comedian as well, um, she's really funny and I've done a couple shows with her and she just keeps getting funnier. So I'm excited to have that. That'll be this Thursday, September first at 8 p.m. So if you're anywhere near Apple Valley or Ontario, come to one of the shows. Come to two if you want, and uh, if you come to two, if you come to both shows, which that you'll be a really big fan if you do, I will give you a prize. I'm not gonna tell you what it is, but trust me, it'll be a cool prize. So anyway, um, check out my interview with Zach Frangelo, director of entertainment with the Savannah Bananas. <laughs> Okay, you guys, um, from the miracles of the internet, once again, you got to love technology. Um, we are joined today. Um, you're the director of events, correct? Director of entertainment. Director of entertainment um, from the uh, Savannah Bananas, who if you, you know, if you follow me, you probably know who they are. But if you don't, I'm, I'm, I'm glad he's here because he's going to be able to kind of explain it to you a little bit. Um, ladies and gentlemen, um, from Colorado, but now in Savannah, Georgia, obviously, because that's where the Savannah Bananas are. Um, welcome, Zach Frangelo. Hello, sir. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Dude, I'm, I'm excited because, okay, so uh, just b- before we start, like I said, most people, I, have, I, I played baseball and stuff. I'm a big baseball fan. So, and this is, not, this is not a baseball podcast, but if they listen to this, they probably know a little bit about baseball or at least know that I like baseball. So um, for someone who maybe is living under a rock and doesn't know anything about the Savannah Bananas, uh, give me, you know, a little bit of a, of an intro to the, to the team and whatnot. Yeah. The, uh, the Savannah Bananas, in my opinion, and I believe by a lot of people's opinion are the most entertaining team in baseball. So uh, the Savannah Bananas are 
a team down here in Savannah, Georgia, originally part of the Coastal Plain League, recently just uh, seceded from that, and now we just focus on uh, our pro team. So it's a uh, it's a new game of baseball called Banana Ball that we play uh, that is more entertaining, more exciting, faster-paced, and uh, just overall a great experience for the fan. Um, you're going to see things on a baseball field that you've never, ever seen before. And um, we, uh, we are here for the fans. We're a fans' first brand, and uh, just – an amazing team overall. So, okay. So you say you guys just seceded. So like, I know you guys just won the championship, right? Yep. And then you're like, all right, cool. We won it a few times. Now we're done. Kind of. I mean, yeah. Not- yeah. So, <laughs> so the reasoning behind it, you know, we saw such a incredible opportunity with banana ball. You know, we, we did, uh, we started in uh, 2021 with the one city world tour in Mobile, Alabama and sold that out and said, well, we're, we're a team of tests like that. We, we like to test things and we're always testing new and exciting things. And the one city one world tour was probably one of the biggest of the, of the, of the, of the tests that we did. And then uh, we blew it out of the water, you know, sold out two nights, had an amazing uh, um, experience in mobile. And we decided, you know what, let's try to take this to more cities. So let's go to seven cities. So we went to West Palm beach where, which is the uh, spring training facility of the Washington nationals and Houston Astros. Okay. We went to Daytona Beach, um, Montgomery, Alabama, uh, Birmingham, Alabama, in the oldest ballpark in America, the Rickwood, 10,000 seats, sold that out. Wow. And then we went to um, uh, Columbus, Georgia, and Kansas City, where we did another test of doing a Challenger Series, where we played uh, the Kansas City Monarchs in, in the game uh, in two games of Banana Ball and ended up selling out every single city uh, that we went to, which was pretty incredible. Um sold out every game since 2016. And, and we decided, you know, this past year, there was a lot of confusion in our CPL season of people coming to Savannah and saying, well, I, I came for, I came for banana ball or, you know, our team, our CPL team goes on the road to, uh, to an away game and people are like, where's the show? And we're like, ah, sorry, it's not the show. So we decided we're going all in on banana ball. We're going to be traveling to a uh, bunch more cities and a lot more games here in Savannah, uh, playing banana ball, more challenger series, uh, but officially, as of yesterday, we have uh, removed ourselves from the Coastal Plain League season. We're going all in on banana ball. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so that, and that, that's kind of what's, like, incredible, too. Is like, as a baseball fan, like, I'm a big Dodger fan. You know, I'm from L.A., um, and I've been trying. Uh, I was This year, I was trying to go. Uh, and I still might be able to pull it off, but I had some, uh, some things out of my control that kind of made. But I, I was trying to do – all 30 uh, major league ballparks like yeah. this, this year. Um, and I got quite a few in, but I may not be able to quite get it. But I think that by the time I'm done this with like this season, I will have gone to all 30 ballparks um, in my lifetime, just not all in the same year. So I, I really right. want to do it all. In the same. But anyway, my point is, but I also like, you know, like I, I'm, I'm a, I do stand up. So I travel to a lot of places and I go to a lot of cities where there's minor league stadiums. And if I'm yeah. there and there's a game, I'll go to a minor league game. I just love baseball. Yeah. And so as a, as someone who's a, a fan of baseball in general, whatnot, you know, minor league stadiums, they always have to do, you know, fun things to get people to go. Cause it's a challenge to get them to go. And yet yeah. you guys from the beginning we're selling out games, which is incredible, really. I mean, because I've, I've been to games, you know, like I said, I'm a Dodger fan, so I go to Oklahoma City a lot. I've been to Oklahoma City Dodger games where there's yeah. maybe 200 people there, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. 
I mean, it's heartbreaking. I mean, to, to say that we were always like that successful right from the jump is just not true. Um, obviously, we sold out every game since 2016. So something from when we announced the team to uh, selling out opening night, something right. happened. And and that's kind of what's unique about our story. You know, we when Jesse and Emily decided to come to Savannah, they were originally in Gastonia. Um, and, and Jesse was the GM and Emily was the director of fun. And, um, you know, they saw an opportunity in the market here in Savannah. Once the sand Nats, who were the AAA affiliate of the Mets, um, they decided, you know, the city wasn't going to buy them a new stadium. So they said, see you later. We're, we're heading out. Um, and so the market opened and Jesse and Emily saw the opportunity here and, and decided to go all in, um, you know, when they first came here, people didn't really know who they were. You know, you're, we've had professional baseball here since 1926 and your college summer baseball league. Yeah. Right. So originally they had only sold two tickets and um, eventually they ended up overdrafting their account and they realized that they were out of money. And uh, a great quote from Emily, she said, you know, we believed in this so much, but we just weren't sure if we had the time to do it. Um, And so what they did is they ended up selling their house and they decided to go all in on being fun and entertaining and um, all in on this idea of, you know, making baseball fun here in Savannah. And so they had a name, the team contest and, uh, you know, Savannah bananas were born and believe me, the, uh, it was, it was not well received here in the community (laughs) quick. You know, people were like, you guys are making a joke of us. People are going to think we're a joke. You named your team after a fruit. The owner should be thrown out of town. Like all these horrible, horrible things. But the one thing that Jesse and Emily understood was that they were getting attention. You know, later on that night, they're trending on Twitter. People are asking for merch. People are fired up for the Savannah bananas. And they decided like they, they started talking about all these ideas, you know, we're going to have a, uh, banana nanas, a grandma dance team. And, uh, the man Nanas, the dad bod cheerleading squad and all these different ideas. And we can name the mascot split and, and all these ideas just coming in and it right. just, and it worked. And so they finally started to get that attention and people were like, all right, let's see what this is about. And they go to the game, the first game. And I remember opening night, uh, it was a, it was a nightmare. Apparently it was, I, I wasn't here for opening night, but it was raining and you know, they had a rain delay. And after an hour, Jesse looked up into the stands and not a person had left because wow. they were having so much fun. And so they, uh, they, they finally were like, you know what, we might have something here. And, um, from there on, you know, selling out every game since 2016, the, the show has grown, the people have grown, and obviously the, the attention has grown as well. Um, but it, it's a pretty incredible story. And, um, you know, it, it all comes back to the idea of fans first, entertain always. And that's who we are. That's our motto. That's what we live by. That's everything that we are. You know, when you come right. to a Banana Bananas game, it's a $20 ticket, all you can eat, all you can drink. Uh, is it, is it, are, that's, that's all inclusive in the tickets. Yep. All inclusive, like hot dogs, hamburgers, chicken sandwiches, snacks. You know, there are food items that are for purchase. You know, if you want to buy Dippin' Dots, you can buy Dippin' Dots. And if you want to buy garbage can nachos, you can buy garbage can nachos, you know. So there are those options. But okay. for the most part, we, we we wanted it so that every, you know, family of four can come to a game and they're not blowing their entire life savings on a, on a game. You know, when you look right. at what's going on with, with major league baseball, you know, a beer is $18. Like that is, that's absurd. You know, fans, yeah. it's, it's impossible to go out there and enjoy it. And so I mean, here, in, 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you go to like I, free, like everything that it's all inclusive because that's fans first. And you know, you go to a game, especially a minor league game. You said you've been to minor league games. I'm sure every foul ball is sponsored by like Safe Light Auto Glass. Like, you know, you hear it over and over. We eliminated ads right before COVID in uh, 2020, so there are zero advertisements in our ballpark. Really? People don't want to be sold to. You know, when they come to a game, they want to escape from their own reality. They don't want to be sold to, and right. so that gets back to that fans first mentality, and that's uh, that is that's who we are, and that's kind of the the full spectrum of it. Of like, you know, people have thought in the long we have thought in the long term here of we would rather have the the long term fan as opposed to a short term sell. So, you know, and, and it's been proven that our fans have treated us very, very well by selling out every game since 2016 and having merch in every state and, you know, 30 some odd countries. Like, it's pretty incredible what's happened. And it all gets back to just being that fans first mentality. Yeah, the merch drop, yeah, you guys, like, I mean, you guys sell out of stuff quick. It's like a, you guys are like a, like your own clothing brand now, like Supreme almost. Like, they, <laughs> they drop a jersey and it's gone and they drop a, you know, a shirt and it's gone. And it's like, you got to get like knockoffs or go on eBay or something. <laughs> we were actually, uh, I, I run a, I run a baseball team. I still play baseball. Um, and uh, I was, I was voting. I was trying to sway our team. I wanted to be the bananas. I'm like, dude, we have to be the bananas. And I got outvoted, unfortunately. So we're the space cowboys. But I, I, I love it, dude. Like the colors, like even like the uh, the little lime green hint. And I know like sometimes yeah. you guys were like, I, yeah, dude, it's like, it's just a fun thing. And like, you know, for me, having gone to so many like ballparks this year, and a lot of times I go for myself because I'm in whatever city, but like it just... For me, it reignited like that love as a kid, like just a love of the sport in general. Like I, you know, I remember being a kid and just being able to sit down and, you know, we didn't have, you know, I'm old enough where we didn't have all the games on television back in the day. So if it was, you know, if we were lucky, you know, you got the Cubs that were on WGN, the Braves were on TBS and then whatever ESPN had and then whatever Dodger games might have been on TV. So like I would just watch any kind of baseball. And I, I, I love, like I said, I love it. It's fun. And then so like just seeing like what you guys are doing, all the different things. And for me, it's like, so I do stand up, right? And I'm a performer, but I also love baseball. So like, there's something about the Savannah, the bananas. That's like, uh, like, that's like, that's me, dude. Like, I mean, like, I'm a very showy player, even like, I mean, back when I was like, even like younger, like, you know, I would, I loved looking up to guys like Ricky Henderson and yeah, stuff oh, like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, he was like notorious for, he had this way of snatching the ball out of the air when he caught it in the outfield. And some people think it's disrespectful, but, you know, I see like the Instagram and they're actually practicing stunt catches and doing flips. I'm like, dude, this is awesome, dude. Like, that's what I'm talking about. It's it's all just about making the game fun, you know. Yeah. I'm, a fan, I'm a traditional guy myself, which is kind of crazy, you know. You you think like the director of entertainment of of the Savannah Bananas probably hates the game of baseball and wants nothing to do with it, but no, I, I you know I'm a traditionalist. I think there's a time and place for everything. Right. I love what um I loved I loved baseball growing up. I played baseball myself. Like I, I love the game of baseball, but that doesn't mean that there has to be one version of it you know we can our game is so entertaining and it's so great for the fans like it's just so much fun and what we've noticed is like kids in the little league world series their favorite baseball team is the savannah bananas like yeah right absurd 
but there was a study done. I, I don't, I want to say it was like a year or two ago of, of like fifth graders. I want to say it was like fifth graders. Like who's your favorite athlete. And two of them out of a hundred had a baseball player. That's so sad. You know, when I was growing up, it was like 50, 50 baseball, football. Right. And now it's, it's just so, so spread out basketball players, football players, hockey players, and baseball has just kind of seen a drop and decline. And, and, you know, I don't want to say we're the saving grace of baseball just because that's, that's a crazy statement, but we are seeing kids enjoy the game. The little league world series this year, you've seen bat flips, you've seen celebrations, <laughs> you've seen people gritting across home plate. Like that hasn't happened in the past. Yeah. And I, I don't want to say that we're the catalyst in that, in, in that idea, but I, I would be shocked if, you know, some of these kids see what we're doing and, and having fun and, and saying it's okay to have fun. It's okay to celebrate. It's okay to do all these things that we haven't had a little bit of an impact on, on the future generation. And that's, that's, that's what it's all about. And that's what these guys live for as well that are, that are bought into play here. Right. That's the thing. It's like, you know, the, the old school, like I'm on like, a, you know, a bunch of like fan forums and stuff and like, you oh, know, it's awful dude like oh, yeah. it, it's it, i mean it's just even a fan forum you know especially for like like the ones that i'm on are all dodger ones for the most part and it's like you know dodgers are the best team in baseball right now knock on wood hopefully we can pull it out again but like you would think that we were in last place by just the stuff on this right. fan forum like it's crazy yeah um but like a lot of it is like obviously you know older people that don't want they they, they resist change and you know so and so you know is too flashy on the field and i don't like these you know like you know the the uh the, what are they called like the the nike uh the city uniforms that some of the oh, teams have yeah it's like okay but like those aren't for you like you said like Exactly. You know, ba- the popularity in baseball, like, you know, I- I'm going to love baseball forever. Um, but like, like you said, like young people, something happened over the last, maybe it's, you know, because of, you know, access to social media and like short yeah. attention spans, like YouTube and TikTok and whatever. But like, there is obviously something with the younger generation. So like, why not flip the bat or you know obviously under the in the right circumstances like if you're if you're beating a team 10 nothing and then you want to do a bat flip then maybe the next guy gets hit that's a different story yeah that's but, yeah, that's that's mlb which is a little bit different yeah. yeah exactly and so it's like this brand of baseball so like okay so like banana ball right um explain it to you know yeah. I, I know it, you guys, I know there's like dances and there's like touchdown celebrations. <laughs> Obviously, like it's like it's awesome, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. So, um, so first and foremost, I'm I'm just gonna do the nod to the CPL and and our, and our college team. You know, they were they were doing all those like crazy dances and antics and celebrating since 2016. Okay. So just to say that it's the banana ball team is just not true. Uh, moving forward, and and if someone's listening to this and just finding out about the bananas for the first time, you're gonna be seeing banana ball, which is uh, you know, pretty dang crazy. And it's, it's pretty exciting, but banana ball is uh, a version of baseball where we have nine different rules in, in baseball. The first one is it's two hour time limit. So, um, games are too long, too, too boring. And, um, you know, what we noticed in our college league is that by the time eight thirty came around, our crowd size dropped by 85%. 
So wow. 85% of people had left by maybe the fifth inning, five, eight 30 game, you know, or if it's a seven o'clock start an hour and a half in right. maybe the fifth inning and people are leaving in banana ball. It's two hours. The first time we tested banana ball by the time that two hour time limit, 99% of people stayed because they knew by the, there would be an, 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 an end time. Right. So, so that's, that's uh, rule number one, rule number two, every inning counts. What that means is, um, you know, if the party animals, who is our, our rival team, they come up in the top of the first and they score uh, one run. The bananas, they either have to score one to tie the inning to keep it a zero zero or score two to win the inning. And that gets you a point. And the next rule or the, it's not a rule, but part of that scoring system is that it's the first to five points or two hour time limit. Um, if there's a tie at the end of that two hour time limit, we go into what's called the one on one showdown tiebreaker. And the showdown is pitcher versus hitter versus one fielder you either hit an inside the park home run or you're <laughs> so that's uh, awesome that's, that's it and it's best of three there and and uh and if you hit one out it's an automatic win so it's it's pretty cool pretty cool there uh no bunting bunting sucks nobody likes to <laughs> nobody cares to watch you bunt people came to watch you swing the bat um you know uh that's just a fact and then uh there's no uh Walking. So walking is now a banana ball sprint is what it's called. So ball four happens. The runner gets to take off as fast as they can, and they get to have as many bases as they want. Now on the defensive side, they have to throw it to every single position before the ball becomes live. So what that means is usually pitcher throws ball four, catcher catches it, throws it to short, short throws it to second, second throws it third, third throws it first, first throws it center, center throws it to right, right throws it to left, and there's usually a play at second base. So it's usually so it, it just makes it a little bit more of a punishment for the pitcher. Um, usually it's a double. Um, sometimes you get held to a single because banana ball defense has gotten very good. I remember the first time we did it, there was just so much confusion and there was an error. So it actually was a home run was on a walk. Wow. Uh, sometimes it's a triple, wh- whatever it may be, but, but the ball becomes live and it actually creates a little bit more excitement. Um, what are, what are some of our other rules that we have here? Um, what have I said so far to our time limit? Everything counts. No bunting. Uh, walks are now a sprint. Um, what am I missing here? Um, oh, if a fan catches a foul ball, it's an out. So you become a part of the game, which is awesome, which happens. Right. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, batters can steal first base. So if there's a pass ball, a uh, batter can steal first base. Um, I think that's nine. I want to say it's yeah, close. Oh, well, I'll, I'll do a, if, if we missed one, I'll, I'll put it, I'll throw it in the show notes. Yeah. Oh, 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 nine. I should know these. I do know them when it happens, right. uh, but you know, off the top of my head, I should probably have that one locked in every, every, every Oh, no stepping out of the batter's box. That's the last one. Okay. And, and then the last one other than that is no mound visits. So two that don't really matter as much in, in our realm, but every inning counts two hour time limit, no stepping out of the box, no bunting batters can steal first, no walks allowed a one-on-one sh- one-on-one showdown tiebreaker, no mound visits. And if a fan catches a foul ball, it is an out. Now in the tiebreaker situation, does both the home and visiting, like the visiting team gets to do it and then the home team gets to do it or. Okay. Correct. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. Um, and then, uh, so, okay. So as far as like, uh, like how, okay. Like, like the dances, right? Like, like how much of time in practice is devoted to like the fun side versus like the baseball side? 
Because obviously they got to play baseball still. Right, right. Yeah, I, I to say it's one-to-one would not be true. Okay. Um, you know, these guys have practices Monday through Friday on the baseball side for an hour and a half. Um, but I would say it's probably really close, 60-40, um, wow. to, to say the least. You know, we have h- how an average game day looks for us. You know, 2 o'clock players arrive, 2.15, they go into um, – just a quick player meeting on, you know, who they're playing or um, some of like the baseball side of stuff, any, any logistical things. And then right at two twenty, I take over in an entertainment meeting. And from two thirty to three o'clock, we're doing rehearsals, dance rehearsals, um, uh, different scoring celebration rehearsals, player walk-up rehearsals, the whole, the whole nine yards. And then, um, then from there they go into batting practice. And then once the game starts, it's entertainment from, 5.30 when the gates open all right. the way until 7 and then the baseball happens and then there's entertainment involved in the game itself so some dancing and all that kind of stuff so right. on a game day it's probably you know 60-40 on the entertainment on every other day of the week it's probably 60-40 on the side of the baseball and uh I I to my knowledge um all the guys there's there's host families for all the guys right Yep. So we do uh, host families. So there's locals here who have been generous enough to, you know, open up their houses and, and welcome these guys in with open arms and, and help them. And, and, you know, our, our professional team is paid. So all of our guys do get paid and they get paid very competitively to a minor league salary, except we also, when we are on the road, we tra- we pay for all your travel, you'll have hotels, buses, the, the whole nine yards. We, we treat our players extremely well and which is something you know you look at rob manfred and he says there's not a problem with major league baseball or minor league baseball but you got like seven (laughs) guys that are sleeping on a floor in a a hotel room like that's crazy you know that's that's not even that's not even livable so we we try to keep our guys very well taken care of um which is also one of the reasons why guys decide to come and play for us instead of independent ball teams or minor league teams you know we have guys that are have been asked you know one of the craziest stories there's actually Last year, part of our CPL season, Dan Oberst, he's uh, one of our, uh, he's our first baseman still on our pro team, just an absolute stud of a player. And in the run last year for the CPL championship, uh, banana ball or not a banana, a uh, uh, independent ball team in the frontier league offered, offered for him to come play for that, for them. And, you know, the frontier league, they get, they get some pretty good, pretty good traction. People see them and, and, you know, people have been drafted from those, from those independent ball teams, but he said, you know what? No, I'm going to, I'm going to stay here and win this championship with, with the bananas for the CPL. And then he ended up staying on for our pro team as well. And he, and he always says, he said, I, I wouldn't get treated this well anywhere else. You know, our guys are celebrities. They walk down the street in, in any other state in the country with their bananas Jersey on. And I guarantee you one or two people stops them um, as they walk down the streets in the first 30 minutes. Right. Yeah, I, I want uh, – okay, so I'll probably forget to ask it, so I'll just ask it now. So uh, when you guys have tryouts, yeah. is, it, is it just like – are they showing up and just doing baseball stuff? Or is there like, okay, we're going to have you guys play baseball, and now we're going to see what else you guys can do because obviously we have to do more than just baseball. Yeah. yeah. So what, uh, one, one thing we always say is what's normal, do the exact opposite. So what's a normal tryout? You show up, you take ground balls, you, you, you pitch, you, you get on the you sprint, Yeah, you sprint, you hit, you, you throw a yep. couple balls from the outfield or from your position or whatever. Throw it out the window. Throw it out the window. I think we, we had one of the most entertaining tryouts I've ever seen in my entire life. So what we do is we have a baseball station where, you know, you know the baseball stations are for outfielders. It's robbing home runs, trick catches, 
Um, can you hit a target and from, from uh, right field, can you hit third base on a, on a target? You know, some very fun aspects of baseball that really show off your skills, you know, catchers, can you catch a pop fly in a fancy in a, in a trick catch uh, infielders doing trick ground balls, you know, the, the whole nine, if you can do a trick ground ball, I know you can feel the routine ground ball, you know, right. that's kind of what we, what we think, but then there's also a dance station. There's a TikTok station. There is a player interview station where we're, where we're trying to figure out who you are as a person. And then they go into a game of banana ball where you see all this crazy stuff happen in an actual game of banana ball. Now we do this because what we're doing is we're looking for what we call an, our kind of guy, someone that is able to flip the switch, meaning they can go from the entertainment to the baseball, back to the entertainment, back to the baseball at just the flip of a switch. And our head coach, Tyler Gillum, who has been getting guys for the CPL for the past like four years or five years, he's done a fantastic job of finding those guys that helps build the brand. And now when we have a tryout, these guys know what they're getting into. They're coming here because they know they're trying to be a part of the Savannah Bananas. So they know they have to have those kinds of people, but we're still looking for an our kind of guy, if that makes sense. No, that makes perfect. I mean, that's, that's kind of what I thought, but um, just, I just need to know for myself, because I'm, I'm coming out next year, 100%. Um, if not just for the content, but like, <laughs> it sounds like, just like, like someone, I, I found out about it because somebody had tagged me in something or sent me a story or something and like, you know, the, someone scored a run and there's a big old celebration and they're like, I could, I could see you doing this. And I'm like, yeah, me too. And then it just <laughs> became this thing now. And now it's just like, you know, I mean, I, I'm all over the country doing stand up anyway. And I'm like, whatever, dude, like, it would be awesome, obviously. And it's, it's, it's like, how, how long are they actually there from like, you know, beginning preseason till the end of the season so um for for this past season with our tour it went from uh the tryout was in early march and Uh and it ended at the uh end of may was it was like the middle of may or so um but now that we're doing this full time it's going to be like a full season so it'll be like march to march to september or something like that just throwing out hypotheticals we don't have everything set yet but it's still going to be a full season you know we're still going to have 30 plus games here in savannah and then, um, you know, however many games on the road as well. Okay. That's awesome, dude. I'm excited. Uh, whatchamacallit. Uh, so I saw a quote and, and I don't, I, I love you guys. And, yeah. but I think it was a slight, I, I, I'm not, I'm not sure if it was a slight on MLB or a slight on you. And I, I'm trying to remember who the quote was, but it was like major league baseball has gotten so boring that they're showing the Savannah bananas on ESPN. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't, and I don't, and I'm like, I don't know what to make of it. I'm like, are you, okay, are you knocking major league baseball? Or are you saying that they shouldn't be on it? Cause I mean, you know, ESPN has, I mean, they actually had literally have the Ocho now, which has the, the most random sports. Right. Like, so, I mean, I, I don't see the issue. Like you said, like we're trying to bring you, I mean, you guys say we, but like, you know, trying to get, young fans involved in loving baseball again and what better way to do it than you know this fun brand of baseball right, right. um so yeah i don't know what to make of that con- and i wish i knew who, who said it i was gonna google it and i didn't do it beforehand no but. It's, it's you know i don't think it's necessarily a slight at at us um i think it's backhanded for sure it's a backhand compliment for sure right but, yeah you know, that's that's fine you know it's i'm assuming that person's probably a baseball purist 
And, you know, what we're doing isn't for the baseball purist. And that's okay. You know, that's, that's totally okay. If you don't, if you want to stick to the traditional side of baseball, I more power to you, all the power in the world. And, and, you know, we'll still open you with or or greet you with open arms when you want to come to a game and have some fun anyway. um, But as for, you know, being on ESPN, something special is happening here in Savannah. And I think the world's starting to notice, you know, we had the debut of our TV show, Banana Land this past Friday. That's right. Awesome. Um, And you're going to get to see over the course of the show, who we are and how this, this crazy idea has come to life and you get to see all the characters behind the scenes of that. And then you also get to see the incredible baseball that happens. And, you know, the big thing is, is that we want the world to see what we're doing here. And ESPN understands that there is something special going on. So that means, you know, being on ESPN two and then directly going from ESPN two into, um, into the episode of banana land. And, and crazy enough, this past Friday, we had a, an hour and a half rain delay. So we actually went to banana land first. And so people, <laughs> when they saw, you know, bananas versus party animals on their, their TV guide and they turn it on, they see banana land, the documentary. And what we noticed was a lot of people stuck around and we're like, Oh, okay. This is kind of, now, now I kind of understand like what this is. And then they see the game is happening right after that. Like picture perfect. Couldn't have planned it any better. Right. Um, and I always say everything in life happens for a reason, you know, perfect perfect world you know we we don't have any rain and it's a perfect sunny day and you see the game first and then banana land after that but you know like i said everything in life happens for a reason and 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 i think we gained a lot of fans and a lot of credibility because of it and uh you know people just have to see it for themselves they'll have to see it it's on it's on fridays right on espn and then it's like what is it like a nine or ten it's on the morning right uh so it's it, it comes live at midnight every uh, like Thursday going into Friday, midnight on uh-huh. ESPN plus. And then right. all the episodes are on ESPN, ESPN plus exclusively at like 7 PM on, on Friday. Got it. But it, but it airs on like the, it was on regular ESPN. Was that just like a promo for the first episode? Yeah. Yep. So that okay. we're, we're just on ESPN two for that first episode Got and it. We'll be on ESPN two for um all or sorry we were on espn2 last friday just for that first game in that first episode then we'll be on espn plus at 7 p.m friday and saturday for the next this week and next week got it and then the games stream on youtube correct espn plus for the plus the the games and you can watch them live while they're on yep 6 45 fridays and saturdays on espn plus i love it um and then okay this is a question for me but also uh like Cause I'm older. I'm probably older than anybody on this team. And so I can't like, I play baseball once a week, sometimes yeah. more and I'm sore. So like, <laughs> would I get tested for steroids as a member of the banana bananas? Uh, I think that would be a bridge we'd have to cross when we get there. <laughs> sure if I'm being honest, I, I don't want to get suspended. If I don't want to ruin my chance. Billy out there throwing strikes. So, you know, she's 75. 75 Red Sox Hall of Famer. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then what's a, how does one learn to hit the ball on stilts? Practice? The ball. That's I, I, don't, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't, he's a wacky character and I love him to death. Dakota Albritton is his name. He's yeah. uh, he's our stilts guy. And apparently what they said is he, he got a pair of stilts when he was like eight years old and just never took them off and <laughs> so he learned how to hit and throw in them and, and he's he's a pretty funky character. I mean, like hit you know they say, and I agree, but like hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do in sports. Right. 
and to do it on stilts where it's just like it's for Nuts. lack for lack of better words it's bananas yeah that's a like, fact. <laughs> it's, ban- it's bananas so um dude well i i appreciate your time dude like i like i said i've been excited i actually i was gone on friday so i haven't watched the show yet but by the time this airs i will have watched the show awesome. and i'll be like tuned in um oh, oh also i want to say uh that this is what I, I knew I was going to forget. And that's why I wanted to say it earlier. Um, um, I know one of the kids that got to be like the home run kid. Yeah. The home run hitter. Yeah. The home run hitter. Um, and so t- tell me about that. Cause I, I'm sure that people are going to see that and want their kid yeah. to be like the home run hitter. Yeah. So the best thing we, we do have a wait list for all of right. our game activities, you know, right. we have a wait list of 70,000 people for tickets so that, you know, Oh, that was my next question. Thank you for bringing that up. Okay. Yeah. But um, anything like any of those things, best thing to do is we'll have some sort of post before the season. Like, hey, we're coming to these cities. If you want to be the home run hitter, the banana baby, or, uh, you know, the first pitch, fill out this form. And, and then we'll, we'll, we pick from there. Okay. Um, and then a lot of it sometimes is just picking live. You know, home run hitter is kind of tough to pre-pick because who knows if they're going to be there or not. But uh, um, we, we do pick it live from the stands a lot as well. Okay. And then, like you said, the waiting list for tickets, because, like, you know, you go on the website yeah. and uh, it's sold out, which yeah. I, I guess I should have known because I'm, <laughs> I'm supposed to go to Atlanta uh, in a few weeks. Um, but, um, like, so there's a waiting list of 70,000 people for tickets. Yep. Yep. Wow. And so the best thing to do for, for tickets is just to join the priority list. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's free to join. And, and that's where you get all the information about where tickets are. That's where we send out all of our information in advance. So, like, Hey, these are the cities we're going to. Tickets for this game are going to be going on sale Friday at ten. It goes to the priority list first, and then it goes out to the general public. Okay, got it. Um, I mean, do people sell them on the secondary market? They do, unfortunately, and it's yeah. really sad. It's really, really sad that that you know it's something that we can't control. Right. And one thing that we're very big on is just controlling the experience. And and it is sad that people do sell on the secondary market for yeah. three, four, five, six, twenty. 30 40 50 times more yeah, than, sure. uh, than than we advertise and what we sell for which is really upsetting but um you know there's only so much we can do yeah i mean that's that it's just like that it's 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 sad especially now with like online like i'm old enough to remember like buying like physical tickets and then you'd, you'd, ticket. yeah. you know yeah you'd show up to a game though and then there'd be people outside with the tickets but now like with everything online it's just so easy to buy and flip and it's yeah. obviously a business for some people so yeah it is unfortunate because there's been a lot of events you know concerts and whatever you like you want to get a ticket and it sells out immediately and then you go and they're selling them like you said you know five six whatever time you're just yeah. like that's really upsetting. It is what it is. Um, damn it. I had one more question and now I, that made me lose my train of thought. Um, it's going to come to me. Maybe it won't. Uh, are, are you, are you on social Zach? I am. Yep. So okay. socials, uh, my Instagram at Zach Frangelo 11, Z-A-C-K-F-R-O-N-G-1-1. Okay. Uh, Twitter, Zach Frangelo, just my name. And then uh, uh, I think that's pretty much it. TikTok okay. Z Frangelo 11, but I don't really post on there. So uh, <laughs> Instagram and Twitter are my main ones that I'll post on. And then, yeah, that's about it. Okay, and then uh, and we'll put it on there. Uh, it's obviously Savannah Bananas on uh, every social. Uh, at the Sav Bananas. At the Sav Bananas, dude. Uh, thank you so much uh, for doing this. Um, I'm gonna press pause and then I'll uh, get you guys watch watch Banana Land on ESPN Plus. Subscribe. Obviously, it's I don't know how much ESPN Plus costs, but you're probably paying that 
for a million other streaming things anyway. So yeah, yeah. what's one more, you know, right. you can get like the deal that has like the Disney plus and the Hulu and the ESPN for like, yeah, I want to say it's, like it's great. It's fantastic. $14 or something. And who's not, I mean, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, give it up for Zach from the Savannah and bananas guys. Uh, thank you for tuning in. And if you guys are going to be in San Diego, I'll be down there uh, September 9th and 10th doing shows uh, with comedy heights. And I will also uh, be going to watch the Dodgers and the Padres. That's why I booked myself there. That's how we roll. Uh, you. You're welcome. <laughs> Hang on one second, Zach.